When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before Sponsor. A word from our sponsor. <laughs> well, it's another day and you've been watching porn. What if you could watch porn on a screen on your retinas? Well, that would be great, but that's not what we're advising <laughs> or advertising in any way. This is just a guy just commenting who <laughs> wants to sell t-shirts. That's right. Now you can get your favorite porn stars on a t-shirt. It's not a... It's not that great of an idea. I'll admit it. But the t-shirts are pretty cheap. They're only 24 bucks. Is that expensive? What's the going rate for t-shirts? Look, I'm just a rich guy trying to make some money. God, why do we have these sponsors? Um, welcome back to Treks in the City. My, uh, tr- uh, let's see. Treks in the City? Nope, that's the wrong... Gotta get this. That's right. Okay, we are doing Treks in the City? <laughs> Treks in the City. Correct. With Veronica Osorio de Caracas. And I'm here, Alice Wetterland. Um, very excited to be here today. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest right away because he has been waiting patiently this entire time. Um, we had to have him back and we are nearing the end of our season. Um, and this episode was a must for me. It was a must for me to have him back. Um, we'll be covering episode 11, I think, of season seven today. No, 12. Um, and it is the, uh, it's called Pegasus, but it's also the episode where we have Captain Picard Day. So um, please welcome back famous comedy writer and and former stand-ups, current stand-up, I don't know. But most importantly, good friend of mine, Danny Solomon. Shakes his head, no. Thank you. Happy Picard Day. Happy Picard Day. Happy Picard Day to you. How are you spending your Picard Day? Oh, you know, it's quarantine. So I I do my Picard Day intimately with my wife. We have a candlelit dinner. Um, No sex, as Captain Picard would want it. Oh, no. That's how he likes it. Don't defile. Just the mere suggestion that someday there might possibly be sex. But mostly we're good friends. His and Crusher's relationship. <laughs> yeah, what her? I was going to tease her over seven seasons. Yes. <laughs> and you maybe put your hand on her hand and lean forward with like a s- snicker. Then nothing happens. Nothing happens. Wait, are you guys wearing the traditional deep V-necks or no? 
we're doing we 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 don't like the the itchy closed outfits from the first five seasons, so we're gonna do the 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 top pants separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which they finally figured out after years of having to readjust themselves every time they got up out of a chair. I think he still does it just because he 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 his body is used to it, you know. His stomach grew into that like <laughs> there was like extra skin <laughs> that grew into yeah. it after years of wearing the costume. <laughs> well, mm. um happy Picard Day to you and your wife then. That sounds like an amazing celebration, you know. Do you remember pre-quarantine when we would just be able to just go out in the streets and celebrate Picard Day with Ugh. all the, I'm just, I, I'm wondering if any of these traditions are going to survive. There was the finger painting contest. The make it your own Picard uh, stuff. Stuff Picard. Animal, doll. And the food. Do, how much did the kids really like it? I mean, does it feel, it felt like an assignment more than it felt like with something they wanted to do. They're crazy for you. To impress Picard. When yeah. I was in school, I never was like, yay, a day of a person I don't care about. Yeah, especially if it was arts and crafts stuff and I wasn't that good at it and I would just have to, like that kid who, the, the project that Picard holds up that's basically just a flat Stanley, but it's Picard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hard. Uh, that Don't crowd follows. Me? They follow Alice. So, mm-hmm. like, if she laughs, they they take the cue and then they laugh. Yeah. So, the, the those them's the stakes. Just so you know, um, it's a super spreader waiting to happen. I was thinking the same. I was like, how much fun can a kid have making a bold a bold old man into a stuff. <laughs> Into a stuffed doll. I don't know. And how often do the kids interact with Picard, even? The biggest thing about a doll, to me, was the hair. So I don't... I don't see the appeal. That's true. That's right. That's right. Why? Yeah. I don't think any kid is interacting with Picard. Bald dolls? That's a... I mean, that's definitely a kid... A guy kid thing. A bald old man's doll. Bald dolls. <laughs> what definitely. are you doing? What are you doing, baby? This is my old balls doll. Just brush his little ring of hair that he has left. Make him with that a, time again. Velvet. Christmas in the in the air. It's time to get your kids all the best toys in the <laughs> on the market. We've got everything from bald dolls to giraffes. And bald teddy bears. That's right. The teddy bears have hair everywhere except for the heads. <laughs> what else do we have? Just sell kids this bald lion. A bald lion. Animals and Picard. I'm waiting for Danny to say something so I can stop. Anatomically this bit. correct data. Oh, Ooh. actually, that's a different. Um, that's a different ad. Different. That's an ad. Anatomically correct data. <laughs> fuck yeah! It's time to get your fuck on. <laughs> If you're a lady, <laughs> if you're if you a man, a lady, listen. That up. should be Data's music whenever he walks on the bridge. Oh my God! We'll do. Let's do it here. I'll get the Netflix up and running, and we can we can view that. Oh, I got a sign in. Okay, Danny, well, I'm excited to have you back. How has your 2020 slash 21 quarantine been? Yeah, a uh, lot. A lot of okay. being in the okay. house. Sorry, it's been okay. 
Didn't respond. Didn't wait for the response. He just said, yeah. But you've been um, working, yes. Danny. You got a lot of people in the house. You have a job where you cannot go to work, right? Uh, I don't have to go to work. The They actually sold our office when this all happened. So I will never have to go into work ever again. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I'm looking forward to that. But then, you know, what, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. I'm going to sit on the bed for eight hours a day. And then, and then what? How am I going to get any movement? Hey, think about this, though. You can write off part of your bed. That's true. And I could get a better bed. Write that off. The part of your bed that's written off, though, Natalie. Then you're going to have to move while you switch beds. (laughs) You have to get up to switch beds. Yeah, I mean, I would like to have multiple beds in the house. I wonder if that can be written. I would love that. I've always wanted a room. A room. How about a room that's all a cozy room? That's like the 70s. You're just describing the 70s. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. 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 You needed bigger, more bed space in the 70s for you and several other couples to have sex on. And cocaine. Do you think there was people in the 70s who were like, "Um, I just like the one person thing. Like, can we? There was probably people in the 70s who were just like, can we not have always be swinging? I just like a twin bed. Can you imagine that person in the 70s? (laughs) Me and me, Gladys and I have decided we don't want to have orgies all the time. Um, so, you know, in the eight hours that you're in bed, uh, then there's like other hours you can use to get your move on. I was thinking about that as an option for you. I did start a Pilates regimen of 15 minute Pilates videos in the middle of the day. And I have it, I guess it's a real message to my old self who never exercised before, but I immediately lost 20 pounds. What? Like basically in a month. I lost all of the weight that I'd been carrying this around what thinking it's like was to be cool. A guy. I really want to encourage you, but I'm also like Curious. very mad that you're just a dude. Boo. <laughs> Boo being a dude. A woman, a woman would, it's just like, wow, it just takes you doing it. Literally. Yeah, shredded now. Just beyond belief. <laughs> beyond any rational explanation. 20 pounds? I was going to say, is this Danny or Kumail? <laughs> I, got, I got veins. I got cum gutters. That's what this that's what this podcast is all about. You know, there's there's we could get more listeners if we tried. But we're not doing that because we like to fly under the radar so we can talk about people. <laughs> that's Basically. a fantasy. I've always wanted that. I've always thought about a podcast how it would work just making fun of people who you know. Because it would get I mean it would in our world in the comedy world it would make for great listening. Oh, but... absolutely. And nobody does it. Well, not in Nobody in L.A. would ever do that. We can't. It would kill the career. Yeah, but like, what, what's stopping us from having a secret show? Oh, I've, I've thought about this in every way. I thought about maybe like doing the podcast and then having two actors record every bit of dialogue that you just spoke, doing like a transcript of it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how it does. I mean, that's I'm open actually to smart. suggestions. So you're just op- operating operating anonymously? You'd have to. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the backlash would be terrible. People don't like negativity in Los Angeles, even though everybody's, you know, horrible and worth making Everyone fun Everyone has it brewing under, right underneath their little smiles. So I think maybe, like, you could just do it, though, and record it as a secret show that nobody 
like only people can get um, that if they're on a list, you know? So you would, you would, but then how do you know if somebody, how do you know if a Kumail doesn't infiltrate the list, you know, comes in with a, with a pseudonym? I'm trying to think of what Kumail is backwards. Lay muck. Well, I know, but like, what if, I feel like Skylar definitely has some ideas. He's probably, he hasn't chatted us yet, which means he's already working on a platform. (laughs) <laughs> to make this possible. Oh, he's thinking. He's thinking. Yeah, Skylar, I was going to say, he's processing the info. We could call it the green room. And Ooh. it would just be, you know, an unloading zone, you know, and people would just come on and be like, and it would be, it would be all bets off, you know, like, I hate that guy. Well, that guy's the host's best friend. Oh, well, that's going to be the show. And too bad, you know. If we all agree that there's total autonomy to say whatever you want to say within that mm-hmm. 30, it, you're just mad. You're venting. You don't really think this stuff, you don't hate that person. You and just, why? You're venting. It's fun. And why it's okay to have this is because unlike other places. I would really want to hear one about me. Exactly. And unlike other places, uh, arenas in which like, it's just kind of, sh- it's just shitty to talk behind people's backs. This is the problem I always encounter in sobriety is it like, <laughs> You're not supposed to talk shit about people and like drag people's name through the mud behind their back. It's like very bad to do, but I'm so good at it. It's so fun. I got funny things to say. So, and it, the, it's worth the deep entertainment for the other people listening. And can it just be okay? Can't we all just be okay with it? Like everybody's got all, my best friends. That's my attitude have about things it. horribly yeah. wrong with them that you just Exactly. That's what I miss all the time about New York is that not only would we say it behind each other's backs is that we would literally go on stage after the person had gotten off stage and say it into a microphone. (laughs) And that's how I know that a podcast like this would ruin our careers because it did ruin my career (laughs) when I did it. What did you do? Just for everyone out there. Oh, I mean, uh, and maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but uh, but every time I would go on stage at an open mic, I would do the, you'd get three minutes, and at least the first two minutes were dedicated towards making fun of one or two of the comedians who were on before. You were definitely shooting yourself in the foot. This Not is, but smart. But did you do it in, in New York? Time. Was it here in L.A.? Never did it in I learned the first week in LA. Oh, then you're good. I learned the first week as well. I went to an open mic and there was this guy who was like talking about how many women suck his dick. And then half of it was like all about how he's like, God, these bitches, they keep sucking my dick or whatever. And then like the other half of his set was like saying shitty things about his mom. You know, and I just went on stage and I t- said a bunch of disparaging shit. I was like, you know. Sorry, your mom didn't suck your dick well enough or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it says. But the reaction. <laughs> See, of that's the what crowd, I'm paying for. That's what I'm paying for. Like, like, my I was free like, time. sorry, your mom didn't suck your dick well enough. Whoa. And I was like, this guy, it's not like it was a, that was what. That what, sounds like LA. I made a calculation when I went on stage. I was like, this, everybody hates this guy. Nobody's like, <laughs> nobody was laughing. Everybody was ignoring him. And I was like, okay, so he's fair game. Nobody's going to be like, hey, look, he's a good dude who he's good to the scene. You know, sometimes that happens where you'll be like, he's, yeah, but he's he just trying to pour show. his heart out, man. No, it, just- you, you have to see his thing about cows, whatever. <laughs> and, um, and I just did it. Everybody was like, Jesus. <laughs> where do you think people drew the line? 
I mean, they, you, you're not supposed to address it. It's like, you can't crosstalk. You can't address another person's jokes unless you're like tagging off of it. You know, I think LA doesn't like anything negative at all. Mm-hmm. That's it. They just tighten their little buttholes like this. I, mm-hmm. And they go, oh, that's the biggest problem I have with it. Non-compliments really scare people. Yeah. Here. Yeah, you have to always be speaking in compliments. You guys look great, by the way. I just, I forgot to say that up to <laughs> Thank you. LA's too PC. Approve. LA approves. And then in New York, you're like, you guys are street rats. And everyone's like, haha, we are. LA is sucks because it doesn't like anything negative, yet Casey Affleck is just in a new movie. <laughs> it's like fucking bullshit. Everybody's like, okay, let's just keep the energy good. Let's just put this sexual predator in the new movie. Like, I'm highly well, interested in this. What? Because once I moved to New- to LA, I was basically that's what my turning point where I was like, I don't want to do any more live shows. Um, and it had to do with encountering this uh dumb crowd over and over again. I was just like, nah, I can't hear ah oh, every time I mention something that yeah, you don't mm-hmm. like. That's yeah. literally everything for me. <laughs> that's why I, I like to hide behind my words on the page now. Going on stage, everybody sees me. They're like, this guy's not so great. How come he's allowed to talk about how other people are bad? Now I can do it. Nobody sees me. They just have... It's the same thing with the podcast. It's like actors are saying it. So yeah. let those guys take the heat. I can say whatever I want. Oh, as long as just it's... imagine, but how would you ever get actors to say anything? Like they would put the script down and go, are these real people? Like they wouldn't be able to do it. Ugh, actors. And we'd be sitting there going like, no, you have to really lean into that line. That you hit that hard. <laughs> how do you <laughs> think, what, what do you think That's happens right. to the LA crowd? What do you think it's a mental process hearing something negative? I think or it's like, you know, I, my whole my whole being is about doing this thing professionally and anybody saying anything disparaging about me will uh, derail my, my hopes and dreams. I think that's what it is. They're like, I will crumble now. Maybe. Skylar suggests if you change the people you're talking about's names every episode, it might work. So it's all blind items, but all I think items. the problem is com the, when you're really in it in the comedy scene, everybody knows who you're talking about. So then, yeah, you just change one actually, letter. Actually, that's actually okay then because one letter. <laughs> you're like Pumail. Zit Zones. Wait, who's that? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Reed Loams. Anyway, um, so, but that. You could do that. And then you just release a list because like Jackie and Lori will do this on their podcast every once in a while. Well, they'll be like, this person's going to they'll be like, oh, tell me a name. And they'll put and sometimes if it's super interesting and I have to know, I'll just email one of them and be like, I got to know who this is. And they'll tell me. That's how you do it. Yeah. You get people to sign up to get full email explanations of yeah. who you were talking about. Yes. It's there's a there could be a, a, a decoder ring. Ooh, uh, I, and Skylar I like saying, Skylar said, yeah. You got to do it like the Zodiac cipher that people crack it <laughs> decades later. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, what kind of, um, like, what kind of trashy things do you want to say? murdering people's character. It's like, wait, it's like 20 years after your career has gone nowhere from this podcast, nobody understands. And then they figure it out. And it's like, this was genius. It's uh, oh. the comeback. 
I love how our aspirations have changed so much since the good old days, Danny, when we were like, we're going to be the biggest fucking arena performing, annihilating. And now we're just like, I hope that way after I'm dead, <laughs> 10 people. Some people decipher. Some people decipher the trash <laughs> I talked about. Some mm. other people. We're going to have a byline in The New Yorker. Mm. <laughs> Skyler says, uh, not super niche, just impenetrable. Yeah. Well, that's a. That is my I like impenetrable. That's kind of my comedy. I always think, yeah. uh, I'll die and they'll be like, oh, wait, let me mm. click here. <laughs> yeah, That's a great name for a special. Impenetrable. I like it. it. Oh, I'm writing it down, How too. do you spell it? Just kidding. It's written right there. <laughs> uh, let's open the episode. How about that? I'm going to share a screen. Let's do it. I'm excited about this. Um, you are. Riker, Riker. I love a Riker episode. I, I love a... Um, I love the idea that for the, I think it's the first time maybe that we're testing Riker's loyalty to Picard in such a, like a, such a way. Maybe there's been other like uh, brushes between. Well, early on, right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it was kind of all about that in the first couple apps, (sighs) but, but there's always like, I don't know. I was, I was sad. I was as Picard. I was like, Will, what's happening? Was happening. This is probably the deepest I've felt for his character in the entire series, even including the episodes where he went crazy. Because I felt like the amount of his acting that was good in those episodes was mostly just his hair getting messed up. So <laughs> he, did, he did really good acting. Season seven, true. episode 12, <laughs> the Pegasus. Riker finds out his former commander from the starship Pegasus has ordered that has orders that entail more than what is revealed to Captain Picard. So, we open on... I don't see why we have to do this every year. (laughs) I thought that last year the teachers had agreed that they wouldn't do this anymore. Captain Picard Day is one of the children's favorite school activities. They look forward to it all year. I don't see the image. Why does it have to be... you You both don't see the image. Because you're the cat. Let's just... Let's just stop then. And let's try it again. When Riker's first commanding officer comes aboard to aid in the search for the vessel they served on, he's forced to rethink the actions he took at that time, 12 years ago. Can I say a funny, interesting thing that you guys maybe won't care about? <laughs> oh, yeah. please, that sounds amazing. Exactly 12 years ago, Jupiter and the sun were in the same spot that they are today. So it, took, it takes 12 years for they to meet in each uh, zo- in a zodiac sign. So you and it, my wife really should talk about that. She loves where the moon is and where the planets are. This is astronomy. This is not even astrology. Just FYI. I, hey, I didn't say astrology. I think it is. It isn't. They're, uh, astrology, they're is when I, well, astrology is when I uh, throw a rope and uh, link it, like what I just said, to human behavior. Right. This is just planets. Which I felt like maybe was coming. But if I'm wrong... Because every time no. I've had a conversation about the position of planets lately, it has delved into why I'm acting like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> At least well, someone is aware. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, no, I don't know. It means a lot of different things, but I just find it interesting because I like when, when planets are very large and have large orbits meet up because it takes a long said. time. You know how it is. You know how it be. 
Uh, the so Jupiter and the Sun meet once a year, but it takes twelve years because they meet once a year in each every thirty degrees. This is not astrology, Jet. So it means that they're close. They're closest to each other. That's the closest position that they are in. They're aligned. They're aligned with each other in the straight line to the Earth. Oh, so by our perspective, yeah, everything's from everything's Earth centric. Not to be a jerk, but we're (laughs) kind of the center of our own selves. (laughs) So So far, yeah. So. Yeah, every time someone says like a planet is conjunct, that's what it means. From Earth, they're like shooting straight together. I mean, if any of these other planets got some life on them, then maybe they could be the center of things, but they're not. Get some life on these fuckers. Get your life, bitch. Um, And then let's try this. You're a role model for them. Oh, got it. All right, so we'll pause it. So. That sign seems exactly like any normal day sign, except that it's printed in like metallic paper. So I guess that's 400 years in the future. I couldn't tell if this was green screened or not from this. It just looks so bright. I know. It's very well done. It looks like it was made by the same people that made Cars for Kids. How about that like bust to the right, you know? <laughs> I want that it's badly. It's squished. It's a little squished. He looks a little Ferengi there. Is it? Is it? Do you get in trouble if you're a kid on the on the Enterprise and you do an assignment by just asking the computer to do it? Like, couldn't you just be like, "Computer, make me a photo, make me a picture of Captain Picard that looks kind of stupid"? But How could literally, they tell? that's what kids are doing on Earth right now. So I would imagine it's chill. At this point, right? Maybe at this point in society, they're so bored with being able to do that that they're like, God, the challenge of using colored pencils is actually really enthralling. You know how kids love challenges. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe all of these are just printed. I didn't think about that. What kind of space kid is carrying around some crayons? Also, carry them around. My (laughs) wife, Natalie, she brought up this very good point that I was thinking about when we were watching this, which is... The kids are the only ones who are not in the military. You know, they're not in the Federation, really. So they're kind of along for the ride when all of this really scary stuff happens. Mm. And I just wonder if, like, do they have any access to what's going on? Are they, do, can they, like, is there, like, a viewer of the bridge that they can access at any time to just see how in danger they are? I don't think so. Maybe... We could analyze the artwork and see if any of it says like, hey, try not to endanger us this week. Yeah, I mean, it would be really scary if you were just like watching the live stream of the of the bridge the whole time. Then you're like, wait a minute, you're going into the anomaly. Don't I'm I just got laid or, you know, I don't know what I just I have like a hot dog I want to eat. I don't want to die. It's like. Um, it's like kids but the movie kids on Star Trek they're probably consistently evacuating their preschool being like come on kids the Romulans just invaded (laughs) it was just getting shuffled from one docking loading bay to another Um, it's gotta be virtually impossible to have a bunch of kids in a ship like this wouldn't you agree number one so good isn't there something else you have to do I'll be on the bridge. 
Oh, Will. Will, you have to leave that doll here. That looks like a voodoo doll. We could do a whole episode about that doll. The final will be here in half an hour. You have to pick a first, second, and third place, and four honorable mentions. It's kind of creepy to see Riker play with that doll after you know everything that goes down after. It's kind of like a weird foreshadowing of something. I don't know how to explain it. Um, so we, then we get a, a, a transmission from an admiral, and it's a really secret one. So he has to ask Deanna to leave. I'm postponing the Quasar study for the moment. <laughs> the Enterprise is to rendezvous with the starship Crazy Neil Horse Young's ship. in Sector 1607 <laughs> immediately. Sector one. But that actually has horrible One's repercussions seven. for space the fabric seven? of space. I prefer not to discuss it over subspace channels. The crazy horse will be carrying someone from Starfleet Intelligence. He'll brief you when he arrives. It's Neil Young. Very well. Captain Picard Day. It's ahead of Neil Young. Oh, um uh, like yes, it's, uh, it's it's for the children. I'm uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a role model. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah, sorry, Start nobody came up with an admiral, whatever the fuck day. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> right? She can tell. It's projected very clearly why she's upset. Also, like, I'm sure you are. Why does she have to take a bite? You know, at that, yeah. like, I don't. Let it, lady, unclench. Everyone's lady jealous unclench. as hell. I'm a role model. <laughs> yes, I'm sure well. you are. So, um, the plot of this episode. I'll be so beyond... upset. I spent two days thinking about her reaction, just being like, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> just asking other friends, like, "What do you think this admiral thinks of me?" Well, he kind of did right after that. He was like, "Do we need to still do Captain Picard Day?" Because she acted really weird about it. <laughs> I just feel so, insecure um, about it. John Locke from Lost comes aboard the. Enterprise, he's the secret cargo person. It's not Neil Young, unfortunately. Sector 1607. I, I love um, a black Romulan. I'm just going to say that. First one, I thought. I, I think so, too. I was surprised by it. I was surprised, too. Um, so they're both basically looking for this ship that they've lost, which is the Pegasus that Riker used to think and everybody else in the Federation kind of thought had been destroyed. But apparently it hadn't been destroyed. That's what John Locke, who's Riker's ex-captain, tells them. And they're like, for reasons they cannot discuss, Riker knows, but he can't tell anybody. They have to find the ship because there's like really important technology aboard it and nobody's allowed to talk about it. So the Romulans are also looking for it. That's the context of this next clip. Picard, I've heard so much about you. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I hope our sudden appearance didn't startle you. No, not at all. <laughs> but your unannounced appearance might have unfortunate consequences. It would be an awful shame if your ship were damaged due to some misunderstanding. I am touched by your concern for my ship. But I doubt we were ever in any danger. May I ask what you are doing in this system? I might ask you the same question. We are conducting a survey of gaseous anomalies. So farts? How interesting. So are we. Perhaps we could combine our efforts and share our findings. I doubt our objectives are compatible. Perhaps you're right. 
This has been a most pleasant conversation, but we must Too return pleasant. to our research. That's literally a conversation right before an audition. <laughs> It'd be like, no, I don't want to practice with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was good to see you. Okay. You too. Good Bye. luck. Good luck. Break mm -hmm. a leg. Break a leg. <laughs> Veronica's so savage. Break a leg. <laughs> terrifying. I'm kind of like, glad I don't have to go into audition rooms at this point. I know. What uh, do you guys do? What do they make you do now? You have to record everything? Yeah. I have a self-tape due tomorrow. I have a self-tape due tomorrow at 1 p.m., or, but it was actually tonight at 10, so I'm probably going to do it right after finish here. And I'm probably going to read by myself, with myself. Not meant at all to be disparaging about it, but it's to me, because of the, my skill set, it sounds like a nightmare. Because I used to go into commercial auditions, and I was so awful at it. And it seems even harder to have to do it like by yourself at home. It's hard, because like, you don't get any kind of feedback, and sometimes you're like, well, I'm blindly going in. And then the casting director will be like, oh, well, she's actually, let's suggest this and that. And I'm, I like it because I'm pretty good at, at yeah, I can adjustments adjust. if it matches, if it matches yeah. my, my vibe, if it's real. Yeah. Um, now I'm just Bridie like, said I was the top 10 adjuster. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, congrats. I didn't see that Thanks. article. I would have liked it. It was oh. a secret article. Oh, this is this is how the Romulans are talking with Picard right well, here. Well, this, this was a pleasant conversation, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were the one of the top ten adjusters. <laughs> it was top. Congrats. 50. I doubt our objectives are compatible anyway. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, Veronica, when you record for yourself, like when with yourself, how do you do the other voice? Uh, is it I like a robot. I prefer to record on my phone because then I can airdrop it to my computer and those files are like, I've set it up so that they're not that heavy. But who does While the in other... my computer, I don't like the image or the camera from my computer. Um, and then what I do is I, I, I space it out and record it on QuickTime. And I kind of act the other character so that I have things to react to. Uh, otherwise, I have my husband with a very thick accent read to me. And then... <laughs> It seems like I have less of an accent, so that's really good. That's and good. yeah, it's good. Or sometimes I'll just ask my agents if they have readers, and they just send their assistants to read with me. Oh, that's that's. <laughs> I I try not to use that too much because they're busy. But yeah, or I only do it if I'm super prepared for the audition. Well, if it's just me, I can fuck around until I get it. Do you ever know, like in the room, that you booked something, or they do they act different? No. I don't. Interesting. Every time I've booked something, I've been like, well, I didn't get that. And then mm. I get it. Or I book things a month Resident later. Resident Alien, they were pretty effusive. But the... Um, Strange Angel like was When they like let you too. do a lot over and over and over again, that's usually a good sign. It could also be a bad sign. It could be a bad sign. if they're Because you're like, am I being set up to, to be consistent and do the same jokes like over and over or am I or are they trying to test how much I can I can juice it up and then sometimes I juice it up and they laugh and laugh and then they don't cast me and I'm like I bet they're using my fucking jokes I just like <laughs> yeah that's what I was I'm just giving them material commercial that happens yeah. all the time in commercial you'll ad lib and then they'll just use the stuff in the and then commercial. suddenly it makes it it makes yeah. it to national commercials yeah. then it's, on it's the a national. weird world um I've, I feel like I've become really strong this year auditioning. I'm really happy with the tapes I'm sending. It doesn't mean anything. It hasn't translated to anything in the real no world jobs. yet. 
but um not even yeah that would be a short one to say yeah i had a callback in 2020 my call you did yeah oh and i had a callback in years and they call me like hey i was like it was noon it was a monday and i was thinking should i smoke weed or like take a nap Mm -hmm. and then they were like hey are you planning on coming and i was like yeah to where and then turns out I only had half an hour to get ready for a callback and I never got the email. So that was my 2020 callback. Um, I never got the email. I don't know why. There was like, well, uh, I have the, some idea. The server did that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I made a, I cried and made a song about it. So I just say, and it was not a funny song. It was a really sad song about how the email <laughs> snatched my, <laughs> how I got snatched. My email snatched, ruined my one opportunity. Um, <laughs> well, FML. we really peeled back the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. I was so too curious. Here. I wanted to know. But I, I like, I like auditioning from home. I just wish I didn't have to produce so much. I wish they would send us readers. That's what I would like. Here come the readers. Hey, Monday at 11 a.m. You have a one hour with uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes with a reader. Or the readers can... sound, sending the readers sounds like a sci-fi response to something like send the readers speaking of alice yeah your show premiered my show premiered yeah i'm so fucking pumped congrats how do you feel um i'm on cloud nine man it's great yeah. to be back in in the rotation if yes. you will <laughs> i bet you're on tv your tv personality again i'm not on a lot of the first episode but i'm on a lot of the second and third and uh i really I really like the third episode too. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. So um, getting excited about that is good. So, so how yeah. can I access your, your face on TV? Yeah. You know, for the first three episodes, you can go to sci-fi.com and watch them for free. There's not a sign up link. You don't need to sign up for cable. So Danny already has cable. Um, I got a dish. You guys have a dish for sure. <laughs> I don't even know how to use that thing. I'm like, don't give me this. Don't give me this warp core or something. It's just like, I don't know how to manage it. Slap it on the roof and go. Then you get all the sci-fi you can handle. It's like a Danny's uh, dish is like um, Real Housewives themed. It's like a branded Real Housewives dish. Yeah, we watched enough hours of Real Housewives around here that they gave us free TV. (laughs) It's like Swarovski crystal covered. Birds get stuck in Thanks, it. Thanks, Horosti. Uh, that's what Jose does at home. He's watching all of the housewives in a row. A lot of people like the housewives. I don't understand any of it. It's, I mean, Natalie kind of framed it in a way that I, a man, can understand, which is it's like sports. It's really yeah. just a competition show. And it definitely does feel that way now that I watch I it. I wish you could. I wish you could. What? But what can you learn from this that can advance your career? Nothing. I mean, that's why she has to watch like a movie that I want to watch because that stuff, I will help me. And then this is the time that we truly zone out. And that's when I smoke weed is, or I've been eating it lately because my lungs are bad, but I've been, I will eat an edible two hours before the Wednesday premiere of what is currently Housewives of Orange County. Amazing. Favorite characters? Are they like that in real life? I wish well, I could meet them life. all. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, if it's this 
if it's this cycle where it's Orange County, then I really, it's hard to find a favorite. A lot of them are like Trump supporters or weirdos who, you know, are, are just kind of hamming for attention. But the New York ladies, them chicks are real. They do, they, they seem the most relatable of all of the seasons. I think I could get into Roni. I don't know about Orange County. Maybe I They're can just awful human beings. And yeah. one of them is even married to like a Fox News reporter and she doesn't want to wear a mask. Oof. And the other ladies yell at her, but also they, you know, they still hang out with her. Classic friendships. That's rough stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. How do we segue back to this episode? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel well, like I'm we're, talking, we're talking Riker. We're talking his ex-boss. We're talking long stares at each other. We're talking housewives, basically. Oh, my God. Very good. Good job, Veronica. I need to Thank do... You. you need a, at least eight people clapping for that segue. Um, so I don't know what to cover of this episode, except for that they eventually find something really cool, which is that the Pegasus is lodged in a fucking asteroid i do and like the conversation between will and eric because they're like they're staring at each other and i'm like juicy what happened and then this guy <laughs> you mean the one in the ready room when they're together for the first time alone and and this guy's like um we did it you know remember 12 years ago how hard not to think about it and then this guy's <laughs> like uh will's like i don't know if we did the right thing and this guy's like, of course we did. So like, it's it really years later. What? It does sound when you're when you're running it back. It sounds like a summer tryst that they're cha- <laughs> like that. Riker it's a was teenager he movie. Had, Yeah, he had cheated on his wife or something at the time, mm-hmm. and now he has regrets. And the other guy was like, No, man, we it was it was you and me. It was real. It was the only thing that's real. Yes, yes. You supported me, and then I was so curious <laughs> about the about uh, Picard talking to this other guy about why he he picked will and how will has evolved as a as an officer in his like pov in his career this has been interesting to me because i'm juiced up about Riker in general yeah of course and i'm like how did he get, get to started. be so sassy and let's get to it mr data initiating sensor zero one next time data so how long have you had that beard about four years i got tired of hearing how young i looked what was it that uh Lieutenant Boylan used to call you Ensign Babyface. <laughs> I don't know what he lo- he used to call well, Ensign. You never did have much of a sense of humor. I like to think that I've lightened up a little in my old age. Really? I've been oh, you to mean Ensign takes too. it up the ass? Well, it's about time. You were oh. always so serious on the Pegasus. We went through some serious times. Everyone Do you died. really think we're going to find the Pegasus again? I wouldn't have come all the way out here if I didn't. What about the experiment? I want that soda. I think we're going to find that too. In this context, calling it the experiment over and over again, it's so funny. The experimental relationship. (laughs) What about the experiment? We don't talk about the experiment. I think a lot about If you and Alice started talking like that, it would be about like a a failed attempt at writing like a pilot or something. What about that experiment? What about the experiment? I wonder if we did the The meat based experiment. Never. We did a We wrote a space show. What we were doing was for the we did write a space show. And, we and then it became lower the others couldn't see that. It did, yeah. I know, but. Motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, 
Maybe we won't. Could have been inside. Call, call your buddies at Sci-Fi. Look, this is interesting because he says 12 years ago. <laughs> okay, going back, focusing. It wasn't your fault and it wasn't mine. What we were doing was for the good of the Federation. <laughs> and we can't blame ourselves if the others couldn't see that. I know, but maybe we went about it the wrong way. I, I love that well, Will is having we may have a doubts to do it the right when way. they finally reveal what it was. If this mission is successful, he should have that. Like, he should be like, it was wrong. We can finish what we started 12 years ago. When the sun and Jupiter conjuncted in the same time. It's not just me, Will. The chief of Starfleet Security has personally given me her assurance of complete support. Admiral Rayner? How many other people know about this? Not many, and it's up to us to make sure it stays that way. Rainer has given me written orders for you. You'll find them coded in the Enterprise Rainer computer. Like You've been instructed not to reveal the true nature of our mission to anyone else, not even Captain Picard. Well, that you're telling me about this in a crowded Do you restaurant. see that? He, well, he has hairspray to make it gray. It won't be like it was 12 mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. And this time, no one's going to stop us. So that's when they find the Pegasus inside of an asteroid, or not when, but they do later on. And uh, yeah, basically Riker is sworn to secrecy. I feel I feel for him because he can't Talk go against the daddy. stupid Federation, but also he loves his daddy Picard. What do you? And feel an old me? flame showed up and and stirred him up and made him confused and. You know, Admiral Rayner's behind it, and he doesn't know what to think. And now he's wondering if what he did was fine and acceptable. But, you know, Captain Picard is is, is the guy to set him right. He this sets people straight. slightly homoerotic to me. He's I'm like, am I settling with Captain Picard? Is this, am I just here because this is where I feel safe? Did I, the way that he pushed me and challenged me, but was that what I needed? <laughs> 50 and shades of space. I kind of want to see the conversation between Picard and 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 Mr. Dreamy Eyes. How is it? Uh, John Locke. Name? Yeah, Eric. Eric uh, Pressman. Eric uh, Pressman. Very good. Jewish, maybe. Yeah. I hope not. Okay. Yeah. He's too. bad. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, he so keeps saying the experiment. It's 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 iffy. So where is that conversation? Is it later in the show? Because I can't find it. Oh, okay. It's middle? Ooh, middle. That's tough. <laughs> uh, I remember the conversation between him and Riker in the ready room and Riker and Will. You want the Riker and Will combo? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I don't, I'm going to fucking. I'm reading, I'm reading the, the wiki. Panther. I just want to see if there's something here. Look at this spread that Picard's eating. Come. Yeah. Food. Is it that's sushi? How, what is it? Like a bento. That's how I yeah. order sushi when, during the quarantine. <sighs> is there something else, sir? Yes, there is. I want you to try a shrimp gyoza. <laughs> Judge Advocate General's report, Stardate 36764. Subject inquiry into mutiny aboard USS Pegasus. How did somebody... Based on testimony from Captain Pressman and other surviving officers... The judge advocate believes there is sufficient evidence to conclude that certain members of the crew did mutiny 
against the captain just prior to the destruction of the Pegasus. Mutiny on a Federation starship? That's, that's shocking. It's, it's unthinkable. And yet you've never mentioned it. <laughs> Two that men? Mutiny? It wasn't easy to get this report. I had to pull in quite a few favors at Starfleet just to get a look Love at it. Love imagining the favors. <laughs> Me it too. I'm like... that it was classified by Starfleet intelligence. I had to give them data. <laughs> For a few hours. Ah! And they, they... I'm not allowed to ask what they did. Yeah. I... And they wiped his memory. <laughs> Very, Ada very was gone for stuff. 48 hours. I couldn't ask <laughs> any questions at all. <laughs> he came back totally the same, but different, if you know what I mean. <laughs> His hair had a white streak. <laughs> he like flinches when I reach for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, more. One of the showrunners was like, I'm proud to say that I've written another insane admiral. They must put something in the water at Federation headquarters. Yeah, they've done I don't so trust much. any of these guys. Any I of these know. admirals. They're all up to something. Can I I can I take another stupid diversion real quick? Fuck yeah. yeah. We're talking about the uh, just looking at the sushi this whole time. I have like I I have stomach problems that makes it hard to eat a bunch of stuff like sushi's on the t- I can have sushi but like if I had a replicator I would want to make like chocolate cake and shit like all the things that Captain Picard should be eating. Can you go to sick bay and they can just cure any of the like nagging human things that happen, like oh, I'm a little bit nauseous, and then she just, tss, you know. Well, they're not able to cure Jordy's eyeglass pain, so I think it's pretty. They did fix Riker's broken rib earlier. Though. They she did fix him in one second. Undid a bruise. I know she, a bruise. It was already bruised. I was like, so did the blood kind of liquefy and started get moving along, or how did? A bruise Your get disappeared. Broken. Let me fix it. All better. And you <laughs> can do that, but like, bruise. what if you're lactose intolerant? Yeah. Can she just give you one of those for that? I think. I think if you're a little petty and your and your ailments are are not real, she'll just uh, instead of hypospray, she'll just do a magic wand. Like, okay. <laughs> Something tells just me like, that they haven't had lactose on board a sp- starship in many eons. So you can because eat whatever replicated. you want. I don't think right. anything is disturbing to your stomach. I mean, unless you get it off a planet, and it's from it's all Monsanto space at this has, point, you know. So it's kind of like being on a cruise. Like they tell you, just eat the food that we make. You don't want to go to this. You don't want to <laughs> eat. You don't want to get off in Barcelona and just eat something off the street. If you're going on a, okay, we're gonna do a um, away team. Remember, everybody to bring your own water. Yeah. <laughs> down to the planet we're going to rigel three just don't don't eat any of the street food don't handshake the locals just (laughs) wash your hands uh rigel three has some fine it's honestly it's fine it's fine somebody person who's like you guys remember almost a year ago when the those cruise ships were in quarantine the disasters I know. And now that and then they sent more cruises out. Like they're like, let's do cruises again. We were like, as a society, we were like, well, I guess that's over for cruises. And then they like still in pandemic time are doing new cruises. They're also terrible for the environment. We built already this huge boat. You know? 
Yeah, but they could do other things with the boat. What happens with the cruises when they're done? With those big pieces of metal that are floating in the ocean? What happens with cruises when they're done? There's like a big old uh, decommissioned boatyard in like Turkey somewhere. It's the, I've seen it in videos before. They, it's where Bjork there's lives. Just a bunch. It's like a yeah. It's a, a graveyard of old. She's like cruise ships. Welcome. Welcome to my, this is my home. It is not sort of a mansion that floats, but more of a floating sort of city. Everybody's like, oh, I, that, right, that really did sound like Bjork. Let's do this interview, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> God, it smells bad. Um, I don't know. It's what my other fish drum. to watch here? Well, we can finish. Uh, I, I, wanna, I I made us go into the food thing because I'm. I mean, it's interested. really interesting to think about because it does seem like Beverly fixed that broken rib way too quickly. Like she just was like, it's one thing to fix to hypo spray somebody's broken rib and go, listen, you're gonna have to stay off it for a few weeks, but it should be fine. You know, it's already healing. But to be like, you're fine. <laughs> like sometimes I wonder if Beverly is just lying, and Riker's like, I am. Okay, great. Oh. Are you sure? Just like, get out of here. <laughs> I know it's this thing works. Matter. It's definitely the first African-American actor to play a Romulan. This guy. Oh, okay. Ever. And initially, they made him up with lightened skin, but then they were like, ah, oh, it's the black Romulan. They lightened his skin. Wow. Well, I imagine some kind of species from a planet would have, you know, an overall characteristic. But then you come to Earth, and then there's people who on the outside look radically different so i'm imagining other species would also have several phenotypes there's one thing that unites the entire universe it seems like and that's like a slight british accent (laughs) yeah for the evils we have we have more in common if you have a slight uh, british accent you know that you're up to no good we all have two feet generally and a slight British accent. Well, that actually, that got explained, to my it satisfaction, did. at least, in The Chase. It did. Which I that think was a the, great last, the last time I was on the show, I, you asked me if, which episode I would ever want to do, and I said The Chase, and then one day I saw you guys posted that you did the episode. The heartbreak this show causes. <laughs> it's almost as if there could be some sort of, mm, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, way of keeping track when a guest... <laughs> Requests a show, some sort of spreadsheet type thing. I don't know. This isn't a criticism of me, of course, because I have never done anything wrong. But sure. Wow. I'm happy to be doing the Pegasus. We're glad you're doing the Pegasus. You guys want to know a fun fact about the Captain Picard Day art? Yes. The entry. No. Okay. (laughs) Well, I had chocolate just now. It was delicious. Just changing. Do you have to give us a different fact? <laughs> uh, so the entries for Captain Picard Day were sourced from two local elementary schools and the children of property master Alan Sims. Oh, oh that's adorable. God. I know. It's kind of cute. So I hate made... kids, but I love that fact. So, so they actually took a bunch of kids from an elementary school and were like, Star Trek people are coming today, so you do better do your best, you know, how would they pitch this to the kids? It doesn't say here. And remember to fill out your paperwork for those uh, 213s so you get your uh, stipend. 
<laughs> and the originally the the Pegasus was a Cheyenne Cheyenne class starship, but they changed it to an Oberth class so that they wouldn't have to build a new model just because mm. they came up with a new name for for shit. Bard, we are. Pro I'm just gonna see what Worf is about to say to him. Let's do it. Mr. Wolf, where are the Romulans? They're out of sensor range on the far side of the system. Take us to within 15 kilometers of the asteroid and hold that position. Aye, sir. Mr. Data, report. For the past several hours, I have been scanning the area where we detected the resonance signature of the Pegasus. From the strength and polarity of the signature, it would appear that most of the warp core is still intact. If we're lucky, the entire engineering <laughs> section could be down there. <laughs> yes. Get to it. It should be wait. It should be just just the first two like tainting. I would recommend against it, sir. There may be gravimetric or magnetic fluctuations inside the asteroid. Every time he says overpower the engines of a shuttle craft. Okay, so I'll go back. Sounds like the best solution is to take the. I would recommend we get to it. I wouldn't want to try to transport through that much solid rock. Agreed. Solid rock. What about a shuttle? Is it before? Sorry. I would recommend against it, sir. There may be gravimetric or magnetic fluctuations inside the asteroid, which would overpower the engines of a shuttlecraft. Sounds like the best solution is to take the Enterprise. <laughs> Into the asteroid? That's right. Put this fissure on the main viewer. This chasm is large enough for us to maneuver in. Besides, if we ever hope to salvage the Pegasus, we're going to need a starship to do it. Mr. Data? It is theoretically possible, sir. But I am unaware of any prior situations where a starship was taken so deeply inside a planetary body. There may be unforeseen difficulties. Admiral, I don't I mean, think we can risk I've made my decision. We have established a homoerotic vibe throughout the episode, so a lot of That's the talk about the fissure really matched it's up. really the matching chasm, up. The fissure, the fissure. Mr. So, inside a body. Log that this action Quick is question, like trivia. Objection. Who directed this episode? Um, I know. I'm gonna guess. Uh, okay. Was it uh, John Cameron Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Super wrong. <laughs> oh, that's why there was a full cum shot at the end. <laughs> like. I don't know. Could we get inside that tiny hole with the, this giant starship? I don't know, but I really want to see what happens if we try. <laughs> it's almost like the hole is daring us to go in. We're going to need all the power. Jordy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. The weird thing about all of this part to me was that Jordy was not involved at all. Like, wouldn't this be a full on Jordy moment? He was. Like, or was he? What? Or was he? Okay, was he? I'm Everyone knows but you. <laughs> <laughs> You're trolling me. I was I watched pretty closely. He's behind Jordy was the never camera. In, he's the director. Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> you guys, it's really It's funny that me. you you just avoided answering the question and then went uh, elsewhere and then you just went there. I was wondering why you guys were being so coy. <laughs> but also where you went is now interesting because now it makes me think that Jordy LaForge or well, LeVar Burton has a little bit of John Cameron Mitchell in his directing style. Oh, no question. <laughs> He's soft shoeing through the fucking 
I mean, he's straight, but you know, he's got that side. Um, he could. So, wow, that's crazy. So, Jordy, oh, that's so great. Well, I like this episode. Skylar knew. Just throwing that out. I know. Skylar that's what he's saying. Knew. But he also has access to Google, and I'll never believe him that he didn't use it. You do too. No. Yeah, but I. <laughs> Didn't I was I'm running the show. As you were doing it for real. Right, right, right. Um, it's good. We we left enough time for people to wonder at home. He looked at Wikipedia when making the calendar invite. So I am sorry. Um, um, what an honorable man Skylar is. <laughs> yeah, he has honor. He, Skylar. Here we go. This Skylar. Thing takes too long to start. Okay, um, so let's go to the scene where the uh, the confrontation inside the asteroid, inside the uh, old ship, happens. When um, Riker's like, "You know what? I'm done with you." Wrong today. You had better reconsider that position, Commander. We have a mission to accomplish. So and homoerotic. <laughs> you better recon reconsider that position. You're going to carry it out. You're going to do this. That's all you care about. Starting these damn experiments again. Look around. This room is filled with dead bodies. These people died because of this thing. Keep your self-righteous comments to yourself. I knew most of these people a lot longer than you did. Yes, it was tragic, but it was their fault. You don't know that. Neither of us knows what happened after we left. Well, it's not hard to guess. They tried to shut down an experiment they didn't understand. Something went wrong and it killed them. No. We killed them. Now, that doesn't sound like the same man who grabbed a phaser and defended his captain 12 years ago. 12 years I've have passed. I've had 12 years to think about it. Phaser means dildo. And if I had that to do over again... That is such a dumb... I hate that conversation. I would have grabbed the phaser and pointed it at you instead of them. So, on reflection... This is like my best friend be being like, you're so different. I remember you were I like... And then he quoted something from 2004. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, bitch, I remember I was, when you were a baby and you would have never said anything like this. When I was home before I became an immigrant? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you used to go to Deftones concerts with me. Oh, before I cleaned toilets so I could do comedy? So I could pay for doing comedy? In a I basement? I saw things in that toilet I can't unsee. True. Mostly just my own things that fell into it. What you did was wrong. <laughs> and I was wrong to support you, but I was too young and too stupid to realize it. You were the captain, I was the ensign. I was just following orders. And if you hadn't, you'd be dead right now, along with all the rest of them. Dead because you listened to a bunch of mutinous cowards who were too blinded by mutinous. fear to see what I was trying to do. Love they were word. brave enough to risk their lives to stop you from violating a treaty the Federation signed in good faith. That treaty has bound our hands and given the Romulans a tactical bound advantage for the last 60 years. <laughs> I was simply trying to level the playing field. And now you want to Play try it again? Field. Play in the field. How many people would die this time? 50? A hundred? A thousand? I hope it's a thousand. Two. All right, you don't want to help me, fine. But you are still under my direct orders not to talk about what you know, and I expect you to follow those orders to the letter. I made you, mister, and I can break you just as easily. Break you. Do you understand me, Commander? This is very stub-dom. I got to away, team. Prepare to return to the ship immediately. I heard everything Stand you said. By, Enterprise. All the dead people are wearing the same uniform they have now. But this was 12 years ago. Two people in one Never decomposed either. Well, when you get sucked into the vacuum of space, your um your 
your clothes transform with the eon. <laughs> Even if you die, you get the newest uniforms. Um, we have a little commenter. Oh. Oh, I what do one. you have to say? Let's get let's get Marv on the phone. Now Marv Nugget. We need Nugget. <laughs> this is Biscuit. But they're both Nugget together as a power. Wake up. People are talking Biscuit. Biscuit Biscuit's face is too cute. <laughs> I need Biscuit. So, Wait, what is that one? Have you figured out if Marv is a girl or a boy? Marv. Marv is a boy. Amazing. Yeah, it was a real roller coaster. They Marvis? thought their cat was a girl for like three years. Yeah, well, we got told that he was a girl by one, I guess, very stupid vet. And then uh, we just kind of operated on that assumption for, yeah, the entire time that we knew him until the next time we went to the vet. Fun. A social experiment. So how did you operate on the data assumption? Pink? What Natalie, was, my wife, was worried about was that I would treat him differently. Because I was like, you know, oh, you're my princess and I love you. And I would be very, you know, I'd be really male about it. And not at all. I'm just, now he's my little prince. He's still your princess. He's my boy. But yeah, why couldn't he stay your princess? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he wants that. Maybe he does. But Biscuit, you know, whatever I call what do you have to say? Prince, he... A cat named Biscuit with that face? It's too, it's just too funny. You hear it? Can you hear him wheezing? I can't. He stopped breathing. Oh, Biscuit oh, just... That's because he, he stopped breathing. Here, let me turn the gain up. Biscuit is really oh, letting you... Oh, no. Water. I just spilled water all over my computer. Everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, Biscuit's that? eyes changed. Guys, should I stay on the podcast? <laughs> all right. You just can't see me for a minute. Uh, but I do have the, the window open, Skylar, on the other computer, computer, so you can tell me what do you think I should do. <laughs> Seems fine. Okay, tell me what to do. Leave it in and tell me what to do. So, so exciting. Maybe we end and you clean. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been enough time. Okay, it's been like... enough time. And I'm going to um, maybe put this in rice. Danny. I think you have a life. You have like four more hours to be in your bed or something. Yeah, well, technically I'm at work, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck I mean, that. This is where That's I how am I now. feel. <laughs> so okay. how are you? Is is work your bed? How does it work now? Where are you? Yeah, how, my, how well, is, Natalie's Veronica, you can room. handle the outro. I'm going to leave and okay. say goodbye to Danny for now, but I'll talk you to you soon, Danny. Bye. Uh, yeah, well, to answer that question, Natalie is in the other room and I take the bedroom most days. Unless it's cold. Um, I was pretty excited to have you on the show because I wanted to see what you had to say about this episode. And also, we <laughs> I think we had you on like season one or something, right? Or season two, I've maybe? been, yeah. I came in very early on season one. I also did an old Star Trek episode. And then, and then I you did, were with Alice a few times. Yeah. And then, uh, and but I was happy to be back. And I really liked this episode. But it feels like I diverted the conversation far too many times to where we didn't even get to the end of it before. Oh Alice no. Someone had to everything. do it. <laughs> Someone had to do it. I frankly, um, it, it's, we have episodes where we're like, Oh, it's been 45 minutes and we haven't even talked about Star Trek. 
Oh wow! So Skylar is telling me that I did both of those season, season two, two and, and season four. Wow! Oh, episode yeah, I three. Did. I remember Brothers? Both three. That's crazy. Yeah, I know you were here. I want to thank you for being here when I wasn't. Um, saved my ass. Saved our asses. Yeah, I love talking about Star Trek and just speculating on the things that they never bothered to touch on. Oh, Elementary Dear Data. That's the other one. Oh God, that piece of shit. <laughs> Glad we rebounded like, with this one. We're almost done with the season. Obviously, we're in season seven, episode twelve. Um, so we have about twelve more to go, or something like that. Maybe uh, fourteen. Um, so what do you think would be the logical follow-up for this show? Voyager, DS Nine. Where are you I, at personally? Yeah. Well, I I think. You want to at least do the movies with the cast with this. Oh cast. my god! Yes, I haven't. I only watch a movie, and it was so bad. They're bad, and there's only one that's even like no, like passable. Yes, and even and it violates all of the the spirit of the original show. Like the, not course. the original original, but this show, it violates it in so many ways because Picard is like an action hero in it, and he's just like firing a Tommy gun at Borg. But it's still like overall, it's a good movie that people reference a lot. So I would at least watch that one. So they went Star Wars on it, you think? On that one? Yeah, it, it, the movies are bad because they don't, they can't really do what the show can do. Why do you just think kind that of is? A parlor drama. Yeah. You know, it's that's it. Idiots go and watch movies. TV is for smart people. I like movies. I like movies too. But you know, when you're trying to get money from your movie you need to bring in a lot of idiots yeah for sure so you need to make it like accessible to in in some kind of formulaic way maybe or yeah give them some money some juice for their money or something you need to Which, put you need to put stuff in the trailer you need to put like wharf firing a pistol trailer and, it's you know, a trailer punching each other yeah it's very important because you're trying to make back like a 80 million dollar budget Wow, crazy. It's just crazy. Um, I just like, I don't think a Star Trek movie works just because so much of Star Trek is like dead spaces between answer and <laughs> call and answer and then a lot of diplomacy and just like politeness. Um, this is Downton Abbey in space. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. There's no, there's not enough to like make a 90 minute thing where you go into a movie theater. Um, I just rather the show be a definitely a TV show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched the movies. I'm a little afraid. I kind of feel, but I know Riker and Deanna eventually do get get it going into marriage. So, so what's going to happen to Worf? I thought she was with Worf. You know, it's a bunch of that kind of stuff where you just get mad because you're a fan of the show and you wish they would have just done what the show does, but they go in a lot of crazy directions and destroy all the canon and it's really sad but and the, and then on top of it the movies are boring three out of the four of them or four out of really? the five however many there are yeah i bet i haven't been like uh compelled to watch them at all uh i'm a little afraid of watching them and also uh yeah i read about the showrunners people got mad because they got hurt together with wharf anyway so then of <laughs> course they try to like make it into a riker thing it didn't make sense, frankly. I mean, it kind of did, but it's sexually not compatible. So I just don't know why. You're not going to get America to come and see a, a 
Klingon and a human have sex. You're gonna you're you want heat between two humans if you're just like Joe Schmo on the street. Jadzia Dax though, that was the perfect mate for a wharf type. Or like a hookup, I guess. Dex was probably the most sexually attractive person on any Star Trek show. Yes, because she was an old man. Mm-hmm. That's what I makes mean, that's, it so, yeah, she gets that's you. To me, yeah, that to me is what it is. It's like, she's just a dude, uh, which is how I feel. So that's Jack, uh, the, Dex is definitely like a character I identify with. So, But um, Dex won. The first Dax, not Dax one. The new, the, yeah, the other Dax has another Dax name, right? So that's she was. Yeah, she had a different name, but I remember the original one was also in Hellraiser three, which just is kind of a personal thing that I find attractive is when women are in Hellraiser movies. <laughs> right. I mean, how could you not? I haven't watched any, but it just sounds like, of course. If you like horror. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go. I need to watch the next episode because I ha- we have a guest in. 35 minutes. Damn. All right. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I actually, I actually, if we go right now, I'll make it exactly on time because that's how much of the episode I haven't watched. So. All right. Thank you for well, being thanks here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is great. I love the show. Love Thank Star you Trek. So much. Do you have anything to plug that you want to? I mean, Your I have a football podcast? podcast, but it feels like that is wrong for the clientele that you guys are after. So I, <laughs> but I like football. Who and knows? it's called Sorry We Love Football. And that's the end of that. Hey, plug. you really embodied that the title of your podcast by being like, I don't know. <laughs> it really is that. It's for it's for liberal folks who, you know, you're not your average football fan who actually likes football. That's really great. Um, so you guys uh, listen to that. <laughs> Please. Sorry, we like, sorry, uh, sorry, I like football. Or sorry, we like football. Sorry, we like football. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm plugging that on a Star Trek podcast. Perfect. But there, are, there is overlap between the two worlds that exists. I believe it. I definitely believe it. Um, it was nice having you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. And you guys, I'll see you tomorrow. No, just kidding. Next Monday, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Uh-huh.